الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلقها وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد brothers and sisters in islam one of the main themes that resounds in our religion in textual evidences from the Quran and the Sunnah as well as the aqwal as-sahaba the statements of the companions of the Prophet sallallahu is the perfection of human behavior the Prophet sallallahu placed perfecting human behavior at the forefront of his mission as a messenger he said alayhi salatu wassalam inma bu'ithtu li utammima makarim al-akhlaq that I have only been sent to perfect moral character. And it was as if he had no other mission other than to perfect moral character. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised the qualities and the behaviors of the Prophet by making them the standard by which all other human behavior is judged. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Noon wal qalami wa ma yasturoon. مَا أَنْتَ بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِمَجْنُونٍ وَإِنَّ لَكَ لَأَجْرًا غَيْرَ مَمْنُونٍ وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ نُونٍ وَالْقَلَمِ وَمَا يَسْتُرُونَ And by the pen and what it records. مَا أَنْتَ O Muhammad, you are not O Muhammad بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِمَجْنُونٍ By the bounty and the blessing of your Lord, you are not insane. 
You are not crazy. And you will have a reward without boundaries. And you are on an exalted standard of character. This is not this not only meant that the Prophet himself was upon the exalted standard of character, but also the religion that he represented, which places good character at the helm of its values, the driving force behind his character. As Aisha anha was asked, how was the behavior of the Prophet in his home? And Aisha she replied, Don't you read the Quran? His behavior was the Quran. Every quality that you find in the Quran, you would find it in the behavior of the Prophet. There are some human qualities that are natural, and there are some human qualities that are muktasib, that are learned behaviors. The Prophet said to one of his companions, the Prophet said to one of his companions, You have two qualities. You possess two behaviors, two qualities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. Al-hilmu, you are forbearing, you are patient with people, wal-anat, and you are deliberate. You don't just make decisions in haste. And the man said to the Prophet ﷺ, is this something that I had with me before Islam? Meaning part of my innate character, or is this something that I learned, I developed? And the Prophet ﷺ said, no, it's, 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 it's old. It's something that you had with you from the very beginning. Part of your DNA, part of who you are as an individual. Nonetheless, people in terms of their behaviors and their qualities, they are like the, 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 the metals that the earth produces. Some good, some bad. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, تَجِدُونَ النَّاسِ مَعَادٍ خِيَارُهُمْ فِي الْجَاهِلِيَ خِيَارُهُمْ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ إِذَا فَقِهُ You will find people, the behaviors and the qualities of people, كَمَعَادٍ Like the precious metals that the earth produces. The earth produces silver. The earth produces gold. The earth produces coal. The earth produces uh, steel. The earth produces so many different types of metals. And you'll find the behavior of human beings the same exact way. Some people have behaviors that are like silver. Some like gold. Some less than. Nonetheless, from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that He has created some of His creation with behaviors that reflect His own personal qualities, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet said, In Allah Jamilun wa yuhibbu Jamal, that Allah is beautiful and He loves beauty. The Prophet said, In Allah Jawadun Kirim wa yuhibbu Jud, that Allah is generous. Allah is generous in giving and He loves Jud and He loves generosity. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes himself with certain qualities and he loves to see those qualities manifest in his creation. Manifest in his creation. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna raha, inna Allah rafiq wa yuhibbu rifq. Yuhibbu rifq al-amri kulli. That Allah is rafiq. Allah is gentle. Wa yuhibbu rifq. And he loves gentleness fil amri kulli. In all matters. In all affairs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves generosity. The Prophet's life was an embodiment of good, and the qualities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised him for only enhanced 
at certain times and manifested more vividly during certain times, especially at times when the human spirit is challenged. If you look at it in the history of the Prophet's life, you will find at those very moments where normally the human spirit is tested, you will find the qualities that he had manifested even more vividly because you don't know who you really are until you're tested. We like to believe that we are this or we're that or we're strong or we're this. But until you are tested, the, the, the reality of the behaviors or beliefs that you have about yourself will not manifest themselves until you are actually tested. But we find that the Prophet ﷺ, when he was in situations where the human spirit was tested, you will find that those good qualities that he had manifested so vividly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu tkhulu fissilmi kaffa wa la tattabi'u khutawati shaytan innahu lakum aduun mubeen O you who believe, enter into Islam wholeheartedly. That means make your behavior Conform to the religion of Islam all the way. Don't have one foot in Islam, one foot in Jahiliyyah. One foot in Islam, one foot in dunya. All the way in. Udkhulu fissilmi kaffa. Enter into Islam wholeheartedly, all the way. Meaning align your character, align your behavior, align your speech, align your worship. And exactly in accordance with the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed. And Ramadan, brothers and sisters, is that time when we discipline our souls. Ramadan is the time when we discipline our souls. We're not leaving off food and drink and sexual relations with our spouses because that is the end goal of Ramadan. The end goal of Ramadan, brothers and sisters, is to discipline your soul. And if you are leaving off food and drink, believing that you are fasting, you are sadly mistaken. Fasting has nothing to do with leaving off food and drink. Fasting has everything to do about disciplining your soul. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, kutiba alaykum usiyam, kama kutiba ala ladhina min qablikum, la'allakum ish tattakun. That fasting has been prescribed upon you, as it has been prescribed for those who came before you, so that perhaps you may attain taqwa. God consciousness, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He didn't say so that you could lose weight, so that you can leave off food and drink. The end goal of fasting, so that you may develop taqwa, you may develop God consciousness, you may develop a consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that everything you say, everything you do is monitored through a lens, as the Prophet وسلم, said, and Allah to worship Allah as if you see him and even though you know you can't see him you know full well that he sees you that is the goal brothers and sisters so if you are leaving all food and drink believing that you are fasting but your behavior does not change then you are missing the goal perhaps your only thing that you're getting from your fast is thirst and hunger the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man lam yada' qawl al-zur wal-amal bihi wal-kadib falaysa lillahi haja bi an yada' ta'amahu wa sharabahu that he who does not leave off lying and acting upon his lies and, and, and giving false testimony, then Allah is not in need of you leaving off your food and your drink because you missed the point. If you leave off food and drink but you don't change your behavior, then Allah is not in need of you leaving off your food and drink because you missed the goal of leaving off your food and your drink, which is to discipline your soul. 
discipline your soul. Leaving off food and drink is just a vehicle that we are using to get to the end goal, which is taqwa. That's the end goal. And the Prophet's behavior in the month of Ramadan was unlike any other time. The Prophet was usually a generous person. But in Ramadan, his generosity had reached the, the height, the epitome of its, of its, of its manifestation. Aisha radiallahu she said, كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَجْوَدُ النَّاسِ The Messenger of Allah وسلم, was the most generous of people. وَكَانَ أَجْوَدُ مَا يَكُونُ فِي رَمَضَانِ And the, the most generous he was in the month of Ramadan, meaning his generosity reached its peak in the time when the human soul is being disciplined. Follow me, brothers and sisters. That at a time when the soul is being disciplined, you'll find the good qualities are reaches, it reaches its peak. She said that Kana Ajwadunas, he was the most generous of people. Ramadan, and he was the most generous in the month of Ramadan. When Jibreel would meet him every night, Ramadan, and every night in Ramadan, Jibreel would come and meet with the Prophet and teach him the Quran. Teach him the Quran, review the Quran with him. And his generosity was at its peak during that time. So the Prophet ﷺ, he was also described, لا يسألوا عن شيئن إلا أعطاه That he was never asked for anything except that he gave. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri رضي الله تعالى عنه, he said, إن الناس من الأنصار سألوا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فأعطاهم ثم سألوه فأعطاهم ثم سألوه فأعطاهم حتى إذا نفد ما عنده قال ما يكون عندي من خير فلن أدخره عنكم ومن يستعفف يعفه الله ومن يستغني يغنه الله ومن يتصبر يصبره الله وما أعطي أحد أطاء خيرا وأوسع من الصبر the Prophet ﷺ, the Ansar, they used to ask him and he would give. And they would come back and ask him and he would give. They would come back and ask him and he would give until he gave away everything that he had. And he said to them, you don't ask me for anything except that I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to hide it from you. I'm going to give you what you ask. He said, but من يستعفف يعفه الله But whoever refrains from asking people, then Allah will make you self-sufficient. And whoever seeks to be independent of others, then Allah will make you independent. And whoever strives to be patient, then Allah will grant you patience. And no one is given a gift that is greater and more vast, more comprehensive than the gift of sabr. What this hadith teaches us is two things. One, the Prophet would give like a man who did not fear poverty. He would give like a man who had no fear of being poor because he knows that his provision is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't give because we fear being poor. We don't give because there's something about us that tells us that if I release this money, if I let it go, there's a possibility that it's not going to come back to me. That's a person of weak faith because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises us مَنْ ذَا الَّذِي يُقْرِضُ اللَّهَ قَرَضًا حَسَنًا فَيُضَاعِفْهُ لَهُ أَضْعَافٍ كِثِيرًا That whoever will give to Allah a goodly loan, and Allah will give it back to you and multiply it to you for you many times over. But many of us don't believe that. We say we believe that. 
But deep down inside, there's a, there's a part of us that has doubt. There's a part of us that doubts that if I give all of this, that Allah is going to give it back to me. The Prophet ﷺ had full faith in Allah and he gave away his wealth like a man who did not fear poverty. The second thing that we learn from this hadith is that whoever strives to incorporate a character in his behavior, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him success in doing that. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim wa nafa'ani wa iyyakum bima ja'a fihi min al-ayati wa dhikri al-hakim akulu ma tisma'un astaghfirullaha li wa lakum wa risa'il al-mu'minin min kulli dham fastaghfiruhu innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim الحمد لله العلي الجبار غافل الذنب وقابل التوب الشديد الإقاب وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله قال العلماء الجود في الشرع إعطاء ما ينبغي لمن لا لمن ينبغي وهو أعم من الصدقة. The scholars they say that Jude generosity. is giving what is necessary to whom it is necessary for you to give and it is more comprehensive than charity and generosity brothers and sisters it has many different faces not just generosity with your wealth as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was generous but his generosity had many different faces oju aljud and one of the things he was generous with was his wealth Another thing that he was generous with sallallahu alaihi wasallam was his knowledge. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Ana ajwadu waladi Adam wa ajwaduhum ba'di rajulun 'allama 'ilman fa nashara 'ilmahu." The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "And I am the most generous of the children of Adam." And the most generous of people after me is someone who learns the knowledge of this religion and then teaches it. Generous with your ilm. generous with your knowledge taking the time out instead of backbiting someone seeing someone do something wrong and then going behind their back and talking about them taking the opportunity to educate them to teach them being generous with your ilm being generous with your knowledge the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he sent the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam rahmatan lil alamin as a mercy for all of mankind and his mercy to all of mankind manifested in his generosity in his teaching the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said inna allaha lam yab'athni mu'annitan wala muta'annitan walakin ba'athni mu'alliman muyassira he said that allah did not send me to be harsh and hard hearted with people but allah sent me to be mu'alliman to be a teacher muyassiran and to make things easy for people If you find yourself increasing in knowledge but becoming more haughty and more arrogant and more distant from people, then know that what you have is not beneficial knowledge. It's just pure information. Beneficial knowledge softens you, raqiqul qalb. It makes your heart soft. It makes you generous with people. It makes you lenient with people, not harsh and hard-hearted with people. As Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says in the Quran, "Fa bi rahmatin min Allah lanta lahum." وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضٍّ غَلِيذَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْفَضُّ مِنْ حَوْلِكَ That it was by the mercy of Allah that you were lenient with your companions. You were gentle with your companions. Because if you were harsh and hard-hearted, لَنْفَضُّ مِنْ حَوْلِكَ They would have ran away from you. How many people we have we chased away from Islam? How many people have we chased away from ourselves because of our bad behavior? 
The Prophet ﷺ was sitting with Aisha and a group of Jews walked by him and they said, As-Samu alayk, may death be upon you, O Muhammad. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Wa alayk, and to you too. Meaning, you're going to die just like I'm going to die. If you wish death upon me, death is on you too. You're going to die too. Aisha said, As-Samu alaykum wa la'natullahi alaykum wa ghadiballahu alaykum. Faqala Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Mahlan ya Aisha. Mahlan. Aisha said, may death be upon you and the curse of Allah be upon you and the anger of Allah be upon you. The Prophet ﷺ turned to Aisha and he said, Mahlan, relax Aisha. That's not necessary. She said, Ya Rasulullah, She said, Oh Messenger of Allah, didn't you hear what they just said to you? The Prophet ﷺ said, Alam ma kult. Didn't you hear what I replied back? I didn't need to reply to them with the same level of indignation that they gave to me. We don't fight fire with fire in Islam. We repel evil with what is better. That is our deen. That is our character. That is the character of the Quran. I don't need to respond to you the exact same way you responded to me. Being reactionary. The Prophet ﷺ wasn't reactionary. A person who's reactionary lacks self-control. You allow other people to control your behavior. So when someone is indignant with you, then you in turn become indignant with them, even though you yourself are not indignant. Because you allowed somebody else to control your behavior. The Prophet ﷺ was in full control. He said, Aisha, I don't need to respond. He said, I said to them what needed to be said. And then he said to Aisha, in the abad nas he said, oh Aisha, the furthest people from Allah on the day of judgment are those whom other people run away from them because of their bad character. These are the furthest people from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Brothers and sisters, learn how to be generous with your wealth. Learn how to be generous with your character. Learn how to be generous with your knowledge. Learn how to be generous with your position or your station with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many of us see ourselves to be righteous, holier than thou. And if you believe that you have a special place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then use that place that you believe you have with Allah to help Allah's creation to get to the same place. None of you truly believe until you you want for your brother what you want for yourself. Some of us rejoice at seeing our brother struggling with his Islam. Some of us rejoice in seeing our sister struggling with Islam. Instead of using the position that we believe that we have to aid and support those of our brothers who are struggling. You found something easy for you, somebody else might find it difficult. The Prophet ﷺ didn't just have a beautiful relationship with Allah, but he used his position with Allah to aid and assist his companions. He was sitting with his companions on one occasion and he was talking about 70,000. 70,000 from his ummah. That will enter into paradise without any reckoning, without any punishment. And so Ukasha ibn Muhsan, he stood and he said, Oh Messenger of Allah, Allah and Yaja'alani minhum. Oh Messenger of Allah, make dua to Allah that Allah make me from amongst them. The Prophet said, Enter minhum, you are from amongst them. He used his position to aid his companions. Another one said, Oh Messenger of Allah, make dua to Allah that I be from amongst them too. 
And the Prophet ﷺ said, Sabaqa Okasha. Okasha beat you to it. It was only one slot open. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answered my dua immediately and it was given to Okasha. The Prophet ﷺ was sitting with another one of his companions, Rabia al-Aslami. Rabia ibn Ka'b al-Aslami. And he said to Rabia, Ya Rabia, salni u'tik. Ask me for anything you want and I'll give it to you. Ask me for anything and I'll give it to you. This is the generosity of the Prophet ﷺ with his manzila, with his position with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask me for whatever you want and I'll give it to you. And Rabia, he said, Ya Rasulullah, let me look at my situation Then I'll tell you and I'll form you what I want So he went back and he said I begin to think to myself That this dunya is quick passing It's transitory It's not here forever So it makes no sense for me to ask the Messenger of Allah For something from this dunya How about I ask him for something from the hereafter so Rabia, he went back to the Prophet Sallallahu and the Prophet asked him, Rabia, salni Ask me for whatever you want and I'll give it to you. And Rabia, he said to the Prophet Sallallahu after he said that you are aware وَكُنْتَ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَكُنْتُ مِنَ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى بِالْمَنْزِلَ الَّذِي أَنْتَ تَعْلَمْ he said that you know that I have a special place with Allah. You are aware of. Ask me for whatever you want and I'll give it to you. And Rabia, he said, Ya Rasulullah, inni as'aluka marafataka fil jannah. I want your marafaka. I want your companionship in jannah. The Prophet Sallallahu said, Abu ghayra dharika, do you want anything else? That's it. Rabia said, la, that's it. Huwa dhaka, Ya Rasulullah. That's all I want is to be your companion in jannah. That's it. And the Prophet Sallallahu said to him, fa'inni ala nafsika. So help me help you be to sujood. Help me help you by making an abundance of prostration, meaning continue praying, die on Islam, so that I can aid you and assist you yawm al-qiyamah in being my companion in Jannah. Allahu Akbar. Subhanallah. All he wanted was to be his companion in Jannah. But the Prophet used his position with Allah, generous with his position with Allah. Some of us from amongst us right now sitting in this particular setting, we have a good relationship with Allah. And we know that a brother or sister somewhere struggling with their religion. When you go down into sujood, remember your brother and sister in Islam. Be generous with your position with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-huda wa tuqa wa al-fafa wa al-ghina. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak. وحب من يحبك وحب عمل يقربنا إلى حبك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك على عبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة Allahu Akbar, 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 Allahu Akbar,